Hi, I'm Matt McFarland from The Growing Season. Coming up, we'll help you deal with that fungi in your garden. There's mushroom for improvement, we always say. Shovel along with us. Ladies and gentlemen, will you marry me? This is The Growing Season, brought to you by GrowingSeasonCanada.com. I'm Matt, as you heard me make mention, and I'm pleased to be joined by my best man and my maid of honor, Mr. Jack McFarlane and his wife, Lynn, but to me, they are mom and dad. Mom, how are you? I'm doing just fine. I can walk down the aisle now, just fine. I'm dad? doing wonderful, Matthew, and no, I will not marry you. Okay. <laughs> This, in fact, still is a horticultural show, but we challenge ourselves every year to not rest on our laurels, to not just look at what we have done before and then simply create a series. Every year, we challenge ourselves to make sure that we're doing something completely new. In a former life, I was a musician and played a ton of weddings. In fact, I would wager to guess that there will be many a wedding story weaved throughout the contents of this show. And over my time being the drummer in a uh, very successful wedding band, I managed to see a bunch of trends when it came to when it came when it came to <laughs> both the the actual wedding event, but even the horticulture surrounding the what dad, you what you're gonna say something? No, I just remembering that when I was a a, a kid, I uh, was an altar boy. And okay. so we had three weddings and two funerals. Almost like a movie could be made in that name, right? <laughs> that was in one day. No, but you were paid. That was in one day. But you were paid to do that, yeah? Yeah. I know, but... You remember... Okay, could Dad, you imagine how you would feel? You're all oh, happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then and somber. Then <laughs> and then somber. Yeah. 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 Do you remember what you were paid? At the time, I remember that if I did a wedding, it was in around the $5 mark I got okay. paid. And then if it was a funeral, it was around the same. Okay. So you would have made 25 bucks that day. Yeah, I was only represented eight months pay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is the growing season brought to you by growingseasoncanada.com. And on this one, till death do us part. This is Weddings brought to you by the growing season. GrowingSeasonCanada.com is the website. It's also the name of the Landscape Consultation Company. It also happens to be the name of the Landscape Design Company. And while we're at it, let's put a bow on it. It's also the name (laughs) of the Construction Company. So basically, if you're like, hey, what does this growing season thing do? GrowingSeasonCanada.com, it's all there. The HQ. Okay, we kept things easy in that the instant you say growing season, it could be a radio show, a consult company, a landscape design service, as well as an install and build service. And also a ballet troupe. It's a ballet troupe. You should see it. (laughs) On site, you wouldn't believe how good we look in tutus. Okay. You heard me make mention on the previous side that we're going to be chatting about weddings and how they intersect with horticulture uh, today. It's really interesting how the journey of life goes. I remember, again, having played, I can't even count the number of weddings. And the most interesting thing was the number of weddings of all sorts of uh, cultural backgrounds. So we did Jewish weddings. We did Russian weddings. I've done Italian weddings, Chinese, all kinds of all manners of weddings. I've also, so with the Jewish wedding, you had to learn, or you had to play along with the rabbi when he did the hora. Oh, which okay. is portions yeah. of their of their religious text is sung during the ceremony. I don't speak a lick of Hebrew. <laughs> like I'm talking yeah. less than none. Uh-oh. I joke around with my Jewish friends about this in that it was sometimes this service goes on for like an hour, an hour and a half, and it's all sung. You are white knuckling it as the band. You're white knuckling it the whole time because I understand not a single word of Hebrew. So you're counting bars. Like you're literally have a sheet music in front of you and you're counting and it is frightening. <laughs> so, so Maddie, what about the, what's the biggest wedding you ever went to or, or played at? Played? Okay. So we did a Jewish wedding at some ballroom in Toronto. It wasn't the old mill, but it was a big ballroom in one of the major hotels and there was 650 people there. Wow. Yeah. That's we went lot. to that Ukrainian wedding. Yes. And there was 500 people That's, there, Matt. And yeah. it's just, a, the noise is just kind of this drumming sound in the background. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So some similarities were 
that when it comes to the horticulture, the horticulture across the board, or in this case, the floriculture across the board was a big deal. Okay, so it wasn't just at a Jewish wedding where you would see wonderful bouquets and this and that. In fact, there was a couple of the venues that we played where the landscaping was so extravagant, you would they would be doing the pictures outside, which makes complete oh, wow. sense. Yeah. There wasn't there this place, the doctor's house. Oh, in, oh yeah, in Kleinberg. Kleinberg. Yes, where apparently the landscaping is supposed to be absolutely stunning. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, so so. This was always an interesting thing in that I I left horticulture for a while, but it always seemed to sort of intersect with what I was doing. Yes? Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. And now we do this in this month. And part of the reason why is Google, <laughs> because you Googled the most popular month for weddings. But I can attest to this. I played more weddings in the month of June than any other month across the board. Do you know anything about Juneteenth, Matthew? No. Mom? Well, Juneteenth is the the teen days in June, so through the 13th through to the 19th, and it's considered the best days to get married in June because of the weather. So there was there were days where I would play two, maybe three weddings in the same day. Wow. wow. So you'd have some times where you weren't playing the reception, so we'd show up. And I would do snare drumming stuff along with a pipe band coming in for, cool. for the for the ceremony. Yeah. And then you'd pack that up and then you'd run off and there would be an early afternoon wedding, which you might be playing the reception or whatever. Yeah. And then you would have your evening wedding. So I remember there were days where you were literally in the suit all day playing some manner of percussion, <laughs> which was super, super cool. Sounds like my altar boy days, Matt. Yes. But anyways, Matt, the word nuptiae comes from... The word, uh, you know, people think of nuptials, right? Yeah. And there's your Latin alert, by the way. Oh, it's not for a plant. Not even on a plant. It's on a on a specific name. And Mom, where did it, the term uh, wedding get its roots it's from? It's actually Scandinavian. It's from Old Norse. Uh, now, I excuse me, Scandinavian people. I'm going to pronounce this horribly. It's from a Danish word, veodja or veda. Whoa. Think wed, <laughs> which is to make a better wager. And they're thinking, well, how did that come about well because historically not till recently weddings were mergers between families for the riches or for land yeah so it was kind of a, a wager well is this going to work out let me ask you a question while we're on the topic of this and this is so far off the beaten path of what the growing season is but i was not old enough to to know this when king charles got married to diana mm-hmm. that was a wedding of arrangement yes it was why uh, well, he had to produce an heir to keep the family yeah, going. He didn't love her. It was Camilla or something. Well, but Camilla was divorced. And I think at that time, that was a no-no in the royal family. Okay. Uh, so he had to find somebody. And she and Diana. Man, he punched up. He oh, was, gosh, she was so out of his gorgeous. league, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Aaron's, Aaron's <laughs> husband yeah. actually saw her in real life. Really? But, yeah, when he was doing a peacekeeping tour and they were at Buckingham Palace, she walked, she did the, she walked by them, the, the, I don't know what they call it, where she inspects the troops and she's hot. I mean, he couldn't say or do anything yeah, at just the stand time. There. <laughs> he stood there, but afterwards. But yeah, so there, there's a lot of rules and that around that. So he had to find somebody uh, who was not already tarnished by divorce. Gotcha. And she was there and she, she, I won't say she had noble background, but she was one of the more upper tier British families. And they would have had massive levels of horticulture at their wedding. Oh, gosh, sure. yes. And you know what, Matt? And what, being British, by the way. I mean, the yeah, horticulture is not yeah. lost on that culture at all. Do no. you want to know something, Matt? The, uh, we did a lot of reading. I did a lot of reading. And I wanted to find out from the most recent royal wedding. I, I went through all the things on the flowers and everything else you could think of. But what caught my eye was the fact that the wedding cake was worth over $80,000. What? The wedding cake. How many people what were the they heck? feeding? I have no idea how many people. What the people. heck can they do with, why? If you saw a picture of the wedding cake, <laughs> by the way, Matt, look up the wedding cake okay. and then you won't even have to that ask, answer Meghan the question. That would be Markle and Prince Harry. Okay, so first thing, I know the answer to this, but let's confirm the answer to this. Emily McFarland, will you please bring us in, my lovely little lady? Thank you, Emily. Okay, so the number one sought-after flower for weddings. It's got to be a rose. 
It's gotta is it be just rose. me? Is just me being stupid? It has to be a rose. Yeah, it's a rose. Okay, yeah, rose. Okay, but, but you know, because a rose can be purchased any time of the year, right. kind of thing. Right. It's easy to get your hands on, and the cost of your flowers and everything from what we were doing reading about had more to do with transportation right. and distance. Because you need cooling trucks. Yes. You need yes. refrigeration units yes. on yeah. wheels. Yeah. Dad, yeah. Thirty, thirty-three to thirty-six degrees Fahrenheit is an ideal temperature That's for keeping the flowers. Yeah. The, just above freezing. Just above yeah. freezing. You want them to look crisp and, and fresh. Dad, um, let me ask you a question here. And I, I've i never seen this being that you've been involved in this industry. Not, not, not necessarily. Floriculture, I took it for a full year, yeah. Okay, but you've been involved in the horticulture industry, which is a hot skip and a jump. One years, Okay. Yeah. There have to be growers that simply grow flowers for floriculture. Yes, sure. I would like this so. wouldn't yeah. be a no. It's a great oh, and we it's also huge industry. industry. It's going to be a massive. It's, yeah. it's like billions it's, it's like, and billions. Yes. It's like the almond industry in California. Like this is all they do, right? Yeah. So my guess would be there's fields upon fields upon fields upon fields of roses that would be earmarked for at some point somebody's wedding. Well, not just weddings, anything but, else in between. Yeah, but for yes. sale, yes. Yeah. yeah. They would be strictly for the florist industry, and I would think probably they're grown in greenhouses, Jack. Sure, and Matt, if you think about it, for twenty for the year 2022-2023, they figure that a bridal bouquet, for instance, is worth around 250 bucks. Wow. A uh, One for your maid of honor, your brides... Sorry. Yeah, maid of honor, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, maid and of your, honor. And your yeah, bridesmaids. And your bridesmaids, about 80 bucks and up, and then your corsages and so forth were around 35. But get this, Matt, back during the... We got married on the 18th of January, 1975, which okay, is not Juneteenth. What was no. the, it was the other J month. It was the other well, J month. Like what, three of them? June, July, January. Yeah. 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 Uh, your flowers were what? Okay. I, how much do you think I paid? No. Uh, well, yeah, this is 1970s, right? Mm -hmm. So you rolled up with your mutton chops and you opened up the door <laughs> and there was wicked shag carpet in the limo oh, and dude. you just had your appendix out and they were smoking in the emergency room, flicking uh, the ashes. Uh, okay. So what cost? What did the actual flowers cost me to purchase? Talking about for the wedding or for, for your wedding party? all of the wedding. Everything. 500 bucks. Mom. I think about $75 at the Good most. Lord. Okay, so the reason why... It's amazing the, that we've made it this far, ladies No, <laughs> but the, you want to know why, Matthew? Because... Well, you were in we the went, industry. Sure, in the industry. We yeah. went to the clock, and I ended up buying all of my flowers from the various vendors who had who gone down... What's the clock? The clock is a horticultural clock down in the Mississauga Probably. area. I or thought it, it was. Yeah, Mississauga. Is, the it, is, it a, is this a company? Is they is bid. It, they bid it's for the bidding. flowers. Who bids? All these different grow. Uh, sorry. All the florists. All the florists bid. Okay, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Back up. This is the first time I've heard about the clock. Explain. Is oh, this still around? Oh, goodness. What's the clock? Okay, so you go to this large building, and all of the different growers would have specific flowers that they had grown Is this like for sale. traders where they're all yelling yes. at each other on the Are you serious? They have a number yeah. and they hold up a number and they buy a lot. So anyways, I went to the various vendors after the fact because Klaus Thiessen from Glen Echo knew them all and I ended up going there and I went to them and I said, can I buy this? Can I buy that? And I ended up buying all of the flowers that we required for the wedding, including the tables and everything else in between. Everybody got a corsage. Uh, all the women got corsage. Uh, yeah, no, not no, corsage. Women would have gotten bouquets. The men bouquet, would have gotten. Uh, they got these little things, whatever. The corsage for women, too. Yeah, the little ones they could that, pin on the dress. Either that or on the wrist. And then, of course, boutonnieres for the men. All right, hold on. On top of the fact that we're making growing season history with this show in that this is our first time ever doing this. We're also making history. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening into history. I have never heard this story before. This is the first time. And my dad's got about 15 to 20 stories. Those, that's all he's got. <laughs> right? He's like, son. And then, okay, so we're going to fill in the blanks, right? Yeah. I have never heard about the clock. I've also never heard about the fact that you basically swindled flowers from people actually, for your no. wedding, you pirate. No, but Yar. even the even the florist, he did all of the flowers up, okay? Even the florist himself. My name is Swindler she, Jack then. Yeah. I paid I paid seventy five dollars for her to have them done. But get this, I had to do a landscape design at a right. later day. Okay, yeah. okay. okay. So it was all swap kind of thing going on. Matt, back in the seventy five, I think we paid a total of of 
$3,000 for our wedding. Actually, my father paid that. Okay, yes. Plus two goats, a, 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 a buggy, and a couple cows. <laughs> yes. And they said that the average price today would be in the twenty-eight dollars to $30,000 range. What did All you right. pay? Okay, so... What did you pay? Now, I can't talk. I mean, you know, we have Yar, we have me, uh, Swindler Jack, and the man that is uh, swindling florists, right? Uh, There was a bit of a swindler mat, okay? And here's where my wedding experience came into full view in that I, in some cases, became a bit of a de facto wedding planner. Because I had played so many weddings, I also knew what worked and what didn't work. So what I did is there's a conservation area just north of the town of Bolton where my family and I live and where I grew up. And it's called Albion Hills. And they have this little ski chalet. And it's beautiful. It's nestled right in a bunch of pines up on the top of this hill. So we went and we had our wedding there. We did all the photographs on site. Now, my grandfather, rest in peace, he was an amateur photographer with professional skills. Okay, in fact, he had a dark room. Yes, you did. at one yeah. point. I forgot we about that. Right, right. You had yeah. so you had. Dad I'm a, listen. Yeah. I'm a bad person, and karma's going to come back and bite me. Because what I did was I invited my grandpa to the wedding, and I also asked, "Hey, can you just bring your camera?" <laughs> he, he he would have been upset I know, if you didn't ask. So grandpa took our photos, and then at the time I was teaching drums professionally, and one of my students was going to Humber College for their culinary arts program. So, we had them come in and cook the food. I also did a lot of cooking yeah. as well, man. Yeah. So, they would come in. Anything that we couldn't prepare, we actually did it almost potluck. My my parents cooked. My in-laws cooked. And then we had a bunch of the Humber the College students crew. come yeah. in. And I rented a bunch of... The, so, bottom line is this. Is my wedding was done for... And this is 2006. We're not talking about that far, that long ago. Uh, seven and a half thousand bucks. Which is pretty good. Wow. Yeah. Now... That said, my wife is very, uh, she's into very, very modest. She likes things very humble and she's not into the glitz and the glamour and the whole thing. So that was a, that was a concern as well. But we did it at the end of September and it was wonderful because the leaves were just starting to change color. So you could really get a sense of the, the color of the leaves and the whole thing. And, uh, yeah, it was great. And speaking of interesting sort of horticultural tie-ins, I proposed to my wife in the middle of the winter mm-hmm. on a bridge that on ran trail. over top of a river on a trail, a TRCA trail, that my parents now actually frequently visit. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. super cool. Bridge yeah. is gone now, Matt. It's gone. It's, yeah. been, de- it's been demolished. Yeah. yeah. But you want to hear something really strange. So at our wedding, Lynn's dad, yes. he went and put a full stock of celery on my plate. You know what that means? Well, I only know what this means. This is, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the 15 stories that I hear all the time. Son, (laughs) celery is supposed to put some jump in your gumption. Basically. It's the it's rumor. Got, wait a minute. It's got something called ana, when you think and, androsterone, androsterone okay. which is found in male, male perspiration. It dilates the blood vessels and it enhances Climate. the experience. Yes. Okay. So this was supposed to make you more fertile? Is that the idea? Yeah. And this, okay. was, this was from her dad. So, though. yes, on yeah. the list of things that are disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. That t- that's got to be at the top. Okay? It was pretty at the but top. But yes, we heard we heard the salary story forever and ever. I'd and ever. never heard that. And my dad usually was a very quiet, serious man. He was a banker by trade. Yeah. We come into the reception hall, and here's this. It was a great stock of salary too. Like it was the whole plant. You know, sitting yeah. on Jack's chair, and I was like, or "Not on my chair plate, on my plate." On your plate, and I was like, "What's this for?" And then my dad explained, "We we took the salary home with us. And Probably ate, ate the salary. It. We ate yeah. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't find any difference. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> right. Anyways, Maddie, shall we? <laughs> some let's hit let's hit some of the ones that might get people um, a little bit fired up when it comes to weddings. Children at wedding. What's your thought? I, okay, I explained this. To my friends in this way, if you're not into kids and you haven't had kids yet, don't have kids, right? Kids are an all-in experience, in my opinion. I love kids. I absolutely adore them. So we have two, and my wife also likes kids. It's the same as a wedding. To me, this is going to sound wild, but to me, there's an element of fun 
at a wedding, when you see these little kids that are dressed up to the nines, oh, yeah, they look and they're so running cute. around, and they usually have like bubbles there yeah. for them, yeah. or like coloring mm-hmm. sheets, or they have little activities. There's nothing like seeing a little human being in a little bow tie or a pretty dress. It's cute. It is cute, except <laughs> when it's late at night. Okay, yes. as the, the night progresses and you're having the dancing and so forth. We had it. We went to one wedding, Matthew, and the little kids were sliding on the floor underneath your feet while you were dancing. And, and Very is, dangerous. Yeah, and the issue becomes is let's say you are using it as a night out for yourself and your partner. Okay. If you've got the kids there, in most cases, you have to go home earlier than you probably would like to because you got to get the kids home to bed. Yeah, sure. Right? So this is where a babysitter comes in and the whole thing. But i got to tell you, the number of weddings that I've played, I would say the presence of children at the wedding, out of all the weddings that I've played, was probably 85%. Oh. Okay? Wow. And we there was there was one wedding where they had tables set up against the wall tables upon tables upon tables where there was activities for the kids. That's, that's so they well had, planned. They had uh, bubble So machines. they planned ahead. They planned yeah. ahead. And they yeah. even had, I wouldn't call it a bouncy castle, but there was an area where like the kids could jump around and it was great because they're all in the same room. They can just wander over there. They were coloring. They had, mom, they had craft stations to make bead bracelets. Oh, it wow. was super cool. Somebody put a lot of time into yeah, planning that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how about pets, mom? What about dogs and cats at weddings? Um, I don't have a problem with it, but I would say, first of all, um, check with the venue. Oh, I yeah. mean, does the venue allow you to bring animals in and you're bringing your dog, you're bringing your cat, and now there's the, no washrooms the answer for them. To the, Are you going to take care of that? The number of venues that I've played, the answer to the question, can you bring animals in, is the answer is always yes. But, but there has to be conditions met. The first is that, is this a therapy dog? Is this a sight dog? I've played weddings where some of the members have had their like, therapy dogs. Their therapy dogs with them. Also, they yeah. had seen a lot of photographs taken with their favorite absolutely. pets and so yeah, forth. Absolutely, but Matt, also I've seen um, periodically we would go to weddings and they would release a pair of white doves. Yeah, is that good for the doves? Probably not. No. Okay, so normally speaking, listeners, it would cost you anywhere from $150 to $300 for a pair of doves, and what would happen, they would be released. But remember, doves can fly upwards to 600 miles, and but they said it's good to know the handler that's involved, okay? you got to have a pigeon, or a pigeon, uh, a dove handler. This yeah, is, uh, yeah these, these doves, this is for that purpose. And sure. you want these doves, doves to be able to find their way home, too, safely. You yeah. know, you don't want them being released, and then, you know, they get killed by predators or run over by cars yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, the interesting note, Matt, was something in my reading. I found out that some of the funeral homes release these gray doves at the ceremony, at the site, what do you call it, the grave site, yeah. mm-hmm. and they release them. But they say right on their own, uh, at their own uh, funeral home. Funeral home. They have these dove, dove, whatever they call it, where they keep the doves, and they have them there. What? And they fl- yeah, and, and they, they fly just, back there to the their doves own. Just fly back to the funeral. Yeah. Home. So when you release yeah. them, they're they're being well, released like back to their own home. People keep homing pigeons. Like yeah. The pigeons. Same idea. It's quite yeah. the hobby. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So we're, we have about four minutes for the jump. Horticulturally, guide me here. Okay. So Matt, when it comes to flowers, there's a saying when you when you Give something to the, okay, the bride must have something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Yeah. Why blue, mom? Uh, I am not sure. Does that represent purity or something? But I thought, why? It has to do with love, purity, faithfulness, and modesty. So the idea is that blue is a color that they, that would show up periodically, well, most times at weddings. And people are not even aware of it. So mom, go, let's go back in time. Let's do a little bit of history. What did the Romans do? Well, the Romans, uh, they chose June as the month to get married because June is named after their goddess of love and fertility, Juno. So that was a good month to get married. It was considered auspicious. Juno, the other job that Juno the god had was protecting, was looking out for women in marriage and childbirth. So Roman women felt that that was a good month for them to be married in. What about the Middle Ages, Lynn? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, they still got married in June, but they had some different ideas. For instance, the bride's bouquet was not flowers. It was usually herbs with dill being the prominent herb because that was considered the lust herb. And these herbs were used for their smell. It was to uh, keep away disease. Remember, during Black Death they, they in 1346, they... they carried herbs with them. They thought it kept the germs away. Now, I well, it also covered up body odor. I was just going to say that. Yes. Like, like, let's be... 
Yes, because like, back then they didn't bathe bath like once we a do. month. <laughs> no, try once a year. Yeah. What? But it was and also meant to drive away old. a year. Once yeah. a year. Yes. But it was also meant to drive away evil spirits. Actually, yes, think, yes, you know? uh, yes. They had some some strange customs in the Middle Ages around. Mom, weddings. where did okay medieval times? From what air? From what year to what year are we talking here? Well, you had. Uh, you want me to call the query in for that? Well, the medieval times to me were. A thousand to the late 1400s. Remember, the Renaissance was ushered in in the late 1400s. Okay, so you're talking a period of 400 years. Yeah, it is yeah. remarkable. It is remarkable that? that we <laughs> that we survived the 400 years. Just think well, about the level of disease. Even to procreate, like you have to get close to your partner. Yeah, and you're not and washed. If yeah. you guys are absolutely funky, <laughs> but you remember. Know what? That was, that was the normal, Matt. Right. So you didn't notice it the same. But you know what, Matt? Considering what's going on with our flower bouquets for weddings and everything else you can think of, it was during the Victorian times that it finally came into fruition. Explain, Mom. Well, Queen Victoria, when she married Prince Albert, she carried down the aisle something they called, of all things, a tussie-mussy. A what? <laughs> a tussie mussy. And what it was was okay, a little... quickly, 30 seconds. A little brocade in a little filigree lace holder, and it was filled with moss and orange blossoms. And after that, then it became very fashionable for brides to have bouquets. On the other side, we're going to tell you now how the growing season is going to shift focus. All of our gardens shall now be tussie mussy gardens. Yes. <laughs> we're going to be planting things... That are strictly designed to go into a tussy mussy. A tussy mussy. A fussy tussy mussy is what they call me. This is the growing season brought to you by GrowingSeasonCanada.com. On the other side, all the plant materials and such that go with your wedding. This is the growing season. Stay with us. by GrowingSeasonCanada.com and Tussie Mussies all over the greater Toronto area. You can find them in gardens installed by the growing season. All right, guys, the flowers and such, uh, I would love to dive in beyond the rose. Everybody knows the rose. Okay, Anything so weird, wacky, and wonderful going on. So anyways, Matt, when it comes to flowers, everything is about taste, your budget, yep. all these kind of things. Most expensive, um, do we know? Is it roses? I'm going to say orchids. No, orchids. Orchids? Yeah, people but, are doing orchids. Sure, oh, but yes. not not normally. Now, here, here's an interesting thing. Another thing that's going on during June, of course, is so many things bloom naturally right. in your garden. Yeah. So if people are having these outdoor affairs and they want to have flowers, they will go around and along and they will cut flowers from their own garden. Everything right now, our iris. Um, Germanicas right now are blooming. Matt, you could just literally, garden. ladies and gentlemen, just rip the rip the Wygelia out of the ground on yeah. your property and just drag them into the wedding. No, no, no. You <laughs> prune the roots and take the dirt off so it doesn't mess up the venue. Yeah, but Manny, everything from roses to peonies are blooming right now. Uh, you you name it, it's pretty well blooming, including hydrangea, your sweet peas, cornflowers, and nigella. So getting into this topic, this is part of the reason why I thought this might be a wonderful thing. And this also might be part of a reason that weddings are popular in June, because you do have so many things that are naturally blooming. Yeah. Right? No transportation for a very little transportation yeah. to get the item to your to Yeah, or the, even any of these venues. Like listen, we, like a home sells better if it's got the curb appeal of a wonderfully front landscaped area, right? It's the same thing as the venue. The venue looks better and is more appealing if the front is just absolutely landscaped to the nines and in full bloom, yeah? Sure. Yeah. So when a florist will, will take take your order and they'll, you know, get go through the, the normal talk with you and decide on what your arrangements are going to be and so forth. How do they keep them alive, Matthew? Long enough so that they are look at their best for the wedding. Okay, so firstly, horticulture differs from agriculture, and we've made that distinction on the growing season in recent weeks, right? Horticulture is growth of plant material for aesthetics, right? 
Agriculture is growth of plant growth, growth of plant materials for consumption. Yes? Yeah. Yes. Whereas floriculture is growth of plant materials for specific aesthetics and events. And when you start to get into into floriculture, uh, horticulture, we don't necessarily bend the natural blooming time of the flowers. But floriculture, they're getting into all of this, forcing these things to be blooming at a certain time yeah. or delaying the blooms or whatever. So they would be doing all sorts of these tricks of the trade to either force these things to come out when they're not supposed to be. I don't like it, but I'll do it. Or to slow them down. You know, I've got 48 hours before the wedding. I want all of these things out in full tilt boogie. Let's slow them down. Yeah, sure. And the idea is that for the most part, they never would store your flowers initially when they come to the store in tap water. It would generally be spring water because they don't want any sort of contaminants or anything else that might shorten the life, if we want to call it life, shorten the bloom on the... Because these things are dead when you get They're already yeah. dead. They're on life okay, support. Okay, they're on life support. So the idea is, Matt, they would use something called floor life. You know, those little packets that you get? Yeah. And they, they would have something like, okay, so floor life would have uh, sugar in it, about 2%. Uh, and then it would have things like that would be for keeping the blooms open and so forth right. during the during that special day. They would also have probably some sort of pH changer. It could be lemon. It could be vinegar or something like that. And then, so, of course, bleach to keep the bacteria at bay. Now, Mom made a very, very brief mention of this on the previous side. And she said that her thoughts were that these things would be not grown in fields necessarily. They would be grown in greenhouses. And the reason is you would want to be able to control yeah. the presence of insects. Pests and all kinds of things. Because on a rose, them. nobody wants this rose to have black spot fungus mm -hmm. or n fungus gnats or start naming any of the things. This I, The idea with the wedding is, you know, the photographer brings in this lovely camera that takes pictures at like an absolutely astounding, astounding level of detail and they zoom into the rose and it's got, black <laughs> it's got yellow spots yeah. all over it. Well, look obviously, <laughs> that yeah, does well. not happen. It wouldn't even get to the store. <laughs> no, But no. Matt, it, uh, as far as let's take something that is most is one of the most widely used flowers in the world as far for weddings and for any other occasion that you can think of, and that's carnation. And one of the weirdest things, if you go to the greenhouses where they grow these things, they physically will take a twist tie and tie the top just just at the plumpest part of the flower bloom so that they don't split. So you don't have a what? split. Yep, I've been there and they've done it. Wait a minute. They take a twist tie or something very similar so that the flower itself does not split when it so opens. So you come home from work, Paulo, <laughs> how was your day today? Well, uh, I twist tied. 380 carnations. Yes. I think you're way low on that, <laughs> by the way. Probably way, like way, way, way low. He's a carnation tire. But you yeah. know, physically, Matt, carnations, I don't like the smell per se. You know, we talk about, the, one of the questions, Dad, you must see it a lot, and actually this, this, this dovetails nicely. Mark Robinson of the Weather Network, wonderful man. You would know him from the Weather Network. He also had a series on Discovery called Storm Chasers wherein he would chase storms. That's why it was called Storm Chasers. <laughs> but he's talking about doing a story on the heightened prevalence of the mosquito this year. Are you guys noticing this? I'm noticing this. There are more mosquitoes, I feel like, this year than there was last. And how does this tie in? Well, we are continually talking, and clients are always asking, how do I keep the mosquitoes at bay? And it's number one thing is grow scented plants. Oh, so whether that okay. be herbs or whatever, mm -hmm. carnations would be in there. There is a distinct smell. Like oh, yes. these things are a smelly, yeah. and it's not a bad smell, but they have a distinct smell to carnations. Yes? Yes. Yes. But the idea is, Matt, is carnations are probably one of the most budget-friendly options out there. And you can get it in any color under the sun, for crying out loud. Well, they and it, dye them. Yeah, and they've been around for about... 2,000 years in cultivation, so they definitely are something that got people's attention. I think the variety is Dianthus uh, cariophilus or something. Yes, Lynn? And the blooms last quite a long time. Yeah. One of the longest, Matt, as they, far as they go. Easy to is work with. Is this part of the rosaceae? Uh, um, carnation. I'd, I'd have I to go look. I'd have to go look. Keep talking. Go. This you is a Dianthus family, isn't it, Doug? Yeah. But it yeah. feels like, I don't know. I'll yeah. go check. Yeah. So, Mom, which one of your favorites beside the roses or the carnations? For a wedding? For a wedding, yeah. I like the sunflower. Okay, check this out. And they're bright and vibrant. Uh, according to but Wikipedia... But they wouldn't be coming from here. No. Okay, so according to Wikipedia, they are part of the 
Karyophyllaceae. Oh, okay. So not part of the Rose family. The only reason why I would have thought that they were part of the Rose family is, A, the Rosaceae family is wide Very and varied, big. as well as just with the, the, the active smell, the scent coming off these things, I would have thought that they would have been a member of the Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, Mandy, which one of your favorites? Let's say mom did the sunflower. What would, so the helianthus. What would yours be? For weddings? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I always liked chrysanthemum. Okay. Now, yeah. the reason that I liked chrysanthemum was that, was that I had a fall wedding. And there is just nothing like the color of the bride's dress. And then you get that burnt amber or those really, really autumnal colors. Yes. That it just pops against it. The other thing that I saw, too, in spring weddings a lot that we were at was we saw blue hydrangeas. We saw piles and piles of blue hydrangeas. And again, this is one of the only times where baby's breath looks super good. Oh, yes. Right? Baby's breath looks fantastic. I had a ice. I played a wedding. With a bride once, and as part of her bouquet, she had wait for it Queen Anne's lace. You know what we saw Queen that Anne's in our lace. Research. She had it was not the full bouquet, but in the bouquet, yeah, it's was very Queen lacy Anne's looking, lace. very lacy looking. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. you know what, Matt? With the chrysanthemum, what is a super fantastic look is when you would pair it with, say, salsa red coneflowers. Yeah. So you put the two of those together, similar look. But the idea is, Matt, you can you can do anything you want depending on your budget. But remember, flowers can cost you thousands and thousands of dollars and plan in advance. And yes, be very friendly with your florist. Now, we are a horticulture show, okay? And so we deal with predominantly the growth of living organic materials. However, it, it does us well to make sure that we are chatting about the other side of this because in the Christmas season, we do chat about artificial and the artificial flowers for weddings now, there were times when I was playing weddings years ago where I literally could not tell the difference. They're getting to be that close. And I would imagine that the reason why people are getting involved in the artificial side of all this stuff is that it's a keepsake. And yes, you can keep your bridal bouquet. There's chemicals that you can put on it to basically <laughs> yeah. keep it for posterity. Freeze them in time. Yeah, right? But we did see a fair amount of either fully artificial bouquets or at least partially mom your sister did artificial she did Aaron's are Aaron's flowers were artificial don't you remember um she had a fall wedding just like you her colors were dark brown and burnt orange they said it sounds hideous but it was absolutely gorgeous and she wanted silk flowers and Michael's was having a sale so we all trooped down the Michael's I remember this yes you're right and she bought a whole bunch of flowers and you Matthew There was a part of the store that was kind of quiet. You took all these bunches of flowers and you made the arrangements right there on the floor of the store and took pictures of it with your phone. Ha! But you know what, Manny? The problem with natural flowers that are growing on the outdoors or in greenhouses is that these bouquets or these um, boutonnieres and everything else that you can think of aren't really attached to a water source. So they're sprayed lightly with uh, some yeah. sort of, an again, a non-tap water material. But and then they only last yeah. basically the day. Yeah. And then they're done. Okay, they're there for photographs and so forth. So the clock is ticking. The clock is majorly ticking. Yeah. But Matt, I Ma, think that... that, that mom's, mom? Sometimes they have this little thing that they insert the yeah. stem of the cut flower in. It's a little plastic like tube that's closed and there's water in it to keep it going for the day up. Yeah. So Mandy, I want to hit tips for one minute. Uh, this is we, tips for success from the yeah, season? Yeah. Yep. So anyways, Matt, I want to talk about horticultural giveaways. You want to hit it? Okay. Is this thing on? And now it's time for some tips for success from the growing season. This story comes from a client, a longtime client of mine out of Brampton. Her name is Sue. And when we first went to do their their initial landscaping, because we're now on to just about to build the second project on their site. They had a, was it a white spruce? That yeah, Piscia Glauca, yeah. So they had a white spruce in their front garden that was planted improperly. Now, when I say plant it improperly, what I am not saying is they didn't plant it how it should be planted in the ground. In fact, it was the opposite of that. They planted it beautifully because it thrived there. I say plant it improperly because it was in the wrong location. And we did everything. Sorry, back it up for a second. This white spruce was a giveaway at a wedding, at a family wedding. Yes. Okay. So there was a sentimental value attached to this 
white spruce. So what I what I'm trying to say, Matt, is I agree 100% with everything you just said because I was there at the time. But the the problem is that most people do not realize that these giveaways. Let's say they're a, a Pisces glauca, a white spruce. This thing will eventually grow to 24 to 30 meters tall. They're and monsters. Can, and can have a trunk of 60 centimeters or two feet. So wherever you place it, you better be smart about it yeah. initially or you're moving it at a later date. So this is where there's an interesting little side business that could be had. And in fact, I'm finding now in the landscape industry, there's a bunch of little side businesses that I never really knew existed. The first one is that because I have a drone now and I have become kind of proficient at flying this drone through landscapes, I have a number of landscapers in the area that would like for me to come in and do drone work for them. Oh my. (laughs) Which I never even, that never occurred to me. Okay. The second thing though would be is you could get involved in consultation for weddings in the giveaway end of things. Because if it was me, let's say a bride and groom were to come to me and say, listen, we'd like to give away um, some manner of evergreen or some manner of potentially large, eventual horticultural organism. What would you recommend? The last thing that I would recommend would be anything in the white spruce variety. In fact, unless you went to Picea Glauca Conica or why not? Because it's related to the white spruce. What am I talking about, Matt? The uh, Serbian. No, um, dwarf alberus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anything on the small side. Completely. Listeners. But what about if you even went to uh, Picea glauca, the the baby blue eyes? Sure. Or right? you could even very expensive even the completely the very expensive. Yes. Uh, the other option would be what, mum? Any of the uh, abbeys would be yeah, fine first, on the on the, the, first. On the dwarf variety. But the point, mum, go ahead. Well, okay, my. My thoughts on this, too, is you're giving this plant away as a giveaway, which is a great idea. It helps the environment and everything else. But please include with it a cutesy little tag explaining what it is, right. what it matures to, where it needs to be planted, and its needs. The full sun, well, lots of water, whatever. And you wouldn't even have to go so far as in, to include the tag. Many couples now are, many couples now have the website that goes along with the wedding. So they build a temporary website. And what you could do on the website is you don't obviously post it until the day of, but there's uh, a page on there. Hey, how to care for your giveaway. This is what it is. This is where to plant it. The, The issue becomes is you have to find something that many people will have an environment for. And that includes soil. That includes water. But mostly, if you are getting into evergreens, that includes sunlight. Yes. Because evergreens, for the most part, need minimum six hours of sunlight, maybe about nine minutes. Okay, so the idea is, Matt, uh, when it comes to, okay, we'll flip to flowers again. So the idea is with the flowers, it's entirely up to yourself, your taste, whatever. But I got a cute story to tell you, Matt. I was in the Bramley area, went to see a client, or actually a female client on a Saturday. And anyways, she had a picture of her, um, her bridal, bridal bouquet. You know, on a, you know, like, you know, pose really nicely in the kitchen and so forth. And anyways, cutest little thing. Right in the middle of this little bouquet, she had a grouping of dandelions and clover. And I said to her at the time, I said, what a strange combination to put on your your bridal bouquet. And she said, well, you know what? My husband died about, this was going to be the kid, the child, sorry, was around four or five years old. So anyways, what had happened, the original husband had died. She was pregnant at the time, the little one, then she, then she had a bo- it was born. It was a little girl. Anyways, the little girl had gone out because mommy was flipping through all these pages and pages and pages of flower things for the various things for her she wedding. She was a widow. And she was getting married to her second husband. So her, little, her second husband. Yeah, her okay, second cool. husband. So yes. the little kid goes outside at the time, goes oh. into the backyard, picks a few dandelions and little clover one. and yeah. brings it in so that mommy, mommy had an, bouquet. a bouquet that she could physically hold in her hand. That, that wasn't is a amazing. Picture. Yeah. And in the, in the end, Matt, what, what she ended up doing was she had the florist work the little dandelion and clover into the bouquet. I thought it was the cutest That's little really thing I had ever seen. Now, the issue, though, too, is you've seen how fast a dandelion begins to wilt yeah. when you pull yeah. that sucker out of yeah. the ground. So like, I have a sense a, that she 
timing issue. Fresh ones, just imperial. Yeah, and I'm talking fresh, like she's putting it in the bouquet as you're walking down the aisle fresh. (laughs) Well, possibly she could have refrigerated that little bouquet overnight because isn't that what the florists do too? Yes, the dandelions wilt so fast. Oh, yeah, right away. Right away. The heat of your hands. So, Manny, one of the things that are used a lot as far as flowers for various bouquets and so forth for weddings. It's one of your favorites, and it's from the Peononi, Peoni, Peoni family. Anyways, Peony family. Yeah, are you a fan of peonies for wedding bouquets? Uh, I'm not a fan of peonies for anything. I like peonies. I, I think they look great. I have no use for them at all. Suspect is in <laughs> I have no use. <laughs> I don't. Actually, the blooms are can come in any color under the sun, and and June especially, Matt. They are thriving. They this is this is it. This is the month for the peony. Don't blink though, because they're gone. Yeah. Right. And we had a, a really heavy rain over uh, th- this past week, early in the week. Right. Yeah. I would have wagered to guess that everybody's or that many people's lovely peonies that were in full bloom are on the ground. I would say half those blooms are now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Earthbound. Yeah. <laughs> right? No. Yeah. But you know what, man? I, I have, honestly, the blooms are fantastic. It's just what what is the aftermath uh, of, of the flower itself. The stems look to me like uh, very similar to thistle. And so when you're left with this, nothing later on. But for, for bouquets at weddings and so, yeah. so forth, man, they're fine. And they're not on the top of my list. No. You know, and speaking of thistle, I played a Scottish wedding once. And the Scottish thistle... Was featured prominently, like the in in bloom. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the in Scottish bloom. thistle yeah. was 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 a very prominent prominent fixture at, at I mean at the wedding. And again, I gotta tell you, now I'm of Celt background, so this this is already I'm already biased. But nothing, nothing says wedding like bagpipes. Oh, definitely. And a kilt and a sporran, all of those things. <laughs> yeah, sporran, yeah. It's yeah. so it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, this is the only time. Where the groom might look better than the bride. Oh, yeah. All <laughs> yeah. done up in this finery. Oh, yes. it's so fantastic. Yeah. So, Matt, we were at a wedding, and I think you were there as well. And this was for a friend of Erin. And she was using calla lilies. Mom explained. Yeah. yeah calla lilies come from a family, Xantadesia. Um, They're very, very pretty. They're tubular flowers. Uh I guess they grow from a bulb being a lily, do they? Yeah. And their leaves can be spotted. And, and they're very, very sophisticated looking. And this Any color under the sun yeah. mat on these things. And this happened to be her very favorite flower, and it looked gorgeous in the bouquet. You know, one of the things, too, that I would challenge potential brides and grooms and or whomever if you're getting married, I challenge you to... Get a little bit, get a little bit friskier with it. Now, maybe it's just that I'm only seeing North American weddings, and maybe in the tropics you're getting birds of paradise and hibiscus oh, yeah. and yeah. all of this stuff. Probably that would growing be, in the gardens. Absolutely. But what about taking a couple lilac sprigs off? Yeah. And making that as as part of your. I mean, for God's sakes, that's the only thing that the lilac's good for anyway, right? So. <laughs> yeah. and, the, and the scent. But in June, sure. Matt, lilac would be a tough thing to come by unless it was say no, further north. Oh, completely. But what I'm saying is that. We, I saw a lot of very similar things. Now, granted, maybe when sorry when it came to the the flowers at bouquets, but maybe it was just that this is what the florist was a, was able to get, or this is what the florist was or had available. It also has to do with the time of the year. But yeah. what about adorning it with some hookra leaves? Wouldn't that sure. look absolutely yeah. cute? Yeah. Sure, but Matt, what they're, well, I've seen a lot as well is the hydrangea right yep. now. Yep. And it seems to be the hortense. And Matt, again, with 75 species, you can pretty well get anything you want, whether it's the lace caps or the the, the mop, mop tops or the, uh, what are the other, some of the uh, big leaves and so forth. But but Matt, they're, they're very pretty. Uh, I find them, when you mix them with, you know, alternately with other fillers, they, they have a, you know, they give you a great show. And again, June is a lot of hydrangea going on, right? So my wife, one summer, worked for her aunt. Her aunt owned a flower shop. And her aunt ran this flower shop. She was the owner of it. So she ran it for years, 30, 40 years. And she said, interesting, and this would tie into, it ties not only into the floriculture industry, but we're finding it in the horticulture industry. She said in the, in the last couple of years before she stopped running the business, that the introduction of flower shops in grocery stores and flower shops in big box stores or in like large grocery chains 
that took a massive, massive, massive bite out of her yeah. business. Yeah. And we're seeing that too in the horticultural industry too, where you've got these big box stores that are supplying supposedly nursery level goods and there's no indicator, they have no background on how to properly care for these things. We're finding that that's taking a bite out of the horticultural industry as well. It must be tough to be in the floriculture industry. Now, granted, if you're doing a wedding, my guess is that you're not going to the superstore for your flowers. No, no. no <laughs> and you know not, what, Maddie? No, you're going to an actual This florist. time of the year, a lot of the ar- larkspurs are out, okay? So yep. the delphinium. And oh my God, you know, 300 species of these things. And they come from the, what is it, the family of Renanunculidaceae or something. You anyway. can have all of that. I don't want any of that. Sure. But Matt, the yeah, idea with delphinium, we have one in our front of our garden as well. And I'm not sure what the variety is, but it's I'm a blue either. variety. It's blue is very pretty. But, but Matt, Everybody is using just about anything that flowers these days. One of the ones that kind of gets my attention is Convalaria majalis. Oh, my. <laughs> Lily of the Valley. Lily of the Valley, and they use it for more of a filler kind of thing going on, yep. just to kind of flesh out your and arrangement. And for the scent, possibly, too. And for the scent as well. Uh, one of the things listeners to listen for, Lily of the Valley, you've seen this thing before, little green leaves, it's and really it's got cute. tiny little white flowerets on it. This thing's highly poisonous. Yes. yes. Okay. All parts. All parts of it are highly poisonous. The other thing that I saw on many occasions was ferns. Yeah. Again, had filler. ferns as filler, but again, mm. nothing. Baby's breath. Nothing yeah. is as beautiful as the texture of a fern. Very nothing looks like too. the texture of a fern. It simply is the only thing that looks like that. But and the you, reason for the fillers is it hides the mechanics of the bouquet. It hides like the plastic thing that has the oasis in it and you stick all the flowers in the fillers hide all and that is a wonderful place to press pause a beautiful flower for a wedding bouquet and for the scent is gardenia when i was in high school i went to the prom and we went with a group and one of the girls in the group had a gardenia corsage oh the scent was absolutely heavily uh, gardenias are from Asia, Africa, Madagascar, and the Pacific Islands, so they're tropical. You won't, you won't short be able to stems, them though. in your garden. Yeah, short stems. I don't know what they do. They need to stems. glue them together in your bouquet. Okay. They look a little rosy. Yeah. There's a bit of a rose yeah. there is a rose. Yeah. Same yeah. idea as yeah. the lisianthus is kind of a, a replacement for the rose. But the scent is heavenly. Yes, and I agree. Lisianthus as well. But Matt, anything under the sun, if you want to use Gerbera daisies, Ferishias, you name it. We uh, we talked about a ton of them. How about lily? Is another huge one. Any talking like about uh, the Asiatics? Yeah, yeah, they use Asiatics. Yeah, yeah, they use anything, Asiatic. Matt. Lilies. But the idea is that the fillers are as mo- as important as the bouquet itself. Effectively, what you're doing is you're walking around with a hanging basket. Yeah, <laughs> you are. I never thought of it that but, way. But, but, yeah, but it's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. Uh, any quickly, any tips on preserving these things? Do we know any of that stuff? Well, I what is that room, for? Like after you're done with the wedding, is there any tips on? Preserving? Okay, so in your refrigerator, if there if there are bouquets and stuff, they're only going to last about 48 hours. Keep them away from any fruit because it, they, when fruit releases what many? Ethylene. Which makes it even de- deteriorate even quicker. All the re- normal things go. If you bring them home, clean water. If you, you know if you have ones for the halls and so forth for the church. And the idea is that you have to change that water out and then maybe cut them on a 45 degree angle. Guys, we always end the show in a very similar fashion. This would be no exception. What is the difference between love and marriage? Well, love is one long sweet dream and marriage is the alarm clock. (laughs) Mom? Till next time, have a good one, and please be safe. Jack out.